Hey everyone, Matt here for a bonus episode about today's Supreme Court ruling in West Virginia versus EPA. So first of all, this sucks a lot. Um, to quote the Associated Press article about this, Supreme Court said in a 6-3 to three vote that the Clean Air Act does not give the Environmental Protection Agency broad authority to regulate greenhouse gas emissions from power plants that contribute to global warming. So basically what that means is that the nation's top agency for protecting our air, our water, our land is not legally allowed to say that greenhouse gas emissions must be reduced to keep our air clean. To point out the obvious, greenhouse gas emissions contribute to air pollution, so this one makes absolutely no sense to me. So the rest of this episode is going to be a replay of our March 28th episode about this case, when we were feeling slightly more optimistic. It's going to be a bit of a supercut, so no music, no ad read, none of the fun stuff. Just going to get right into it starting now. So in 2015, the EPA finalized a climate rule called the Clean Power Plan under then-President Obama. Its goal was to reduce emissions from the electricity sector to at least 30% below 2005 levels by 2030. The plan was to set reductions targets for states in the U.S., upgrade technology to boost efficiency, and decrease emissions in coal and gas-burning power plants, and mainly for utilities to start their shift to renewables. The EPA at the time said it was consistent with the Clean Air Act, which requires the EPA to consider the best available technology to lower air pollution. And remember, greenhouse gas emissions are air pollution. Yeah, it's something that we don't often talk about, right? Because when we think of, of air pollution, we think of the things we could see, right? We think of smog. We think of smoke from forest fires. We think of ash from those forest fires. We don't always think of those gases you can't see. So your carbon dioxide, your methane, your nitrous oxide. But those are a form of air pollution that are having a huge impact on our environment, on our people, and on our clean air. So you're right. <laughs> Greenhouse gas emissions are air pollution. So the EPA under then-President Trump repealed the Clean Power Plan in 2018 and replaced it with the Affordable Clean Energy Plan, which was much more industry friendly and frankly it was it was criticized for not really doing anything to shift towards clean energy. On Trump's last day in office, a federal appeals court in DC rejected its repeal of the clean power plan. This new case that the Supreme Court is hearing now stems from the rejected repeal. So the new case is West Virginia versus Environmental Protection Agency and it's basically over whether or not the Clean Air Act authorizes the EPA to require generation shifting to renewables across the electricity industry. And it's kind of an interesting topic, right? Because what they're saying essentially is under the Clean Air Act, we have to make sure that our air is clean. And like Giselle had mentioned earlier, greenhouse gas emissions are a form of air pollution. So the leap they're taking is that since renewable energy does not produce carbon emissions, methane, nitrous oxides, it's not going to produce air pollution. So renewable energy is a requirement under the Clean Air Act. The Clean Air Act doesn't explicitly say that. So that's where West Virginia is coming in and saying, hold on, we're not so sure about mm -hmm. that one. Yeah. 
And what's unique here is that normally the Supreme Court would not agree to hear a case like this one since there's no actual regulation to debate. The case is over future regulations that would impact the United States electricity industry. West Virginia's Attorney General Patrick Morrissey says this isn't about stopping climate change efforts, but it's about who decides the major issues of today. Conveniently, he left out the part about how this will also stop climate change efforts. So you tell me. (laughs) A quote from him is, this is really a fundamental question of who decides the major issues of the day. Should it be the unelected bureaucrats or should it be the people's representatives in Congress? When you hear that quote at face value, it sounds smart. Right. Like who should be deciding it, the people who are elected to decide things or people who just get appointed to their positions. But I think this is a bit of a lazy argument that doesn't really hold any weight here because, sure, the head of the EPA is not elected directly by the American people. But the person who appoints the head of the EPA is it's not like they just randomly got appointed to the job like they are chosen by the president. And the president is elected by the American people to make decisions like these. So I get his point about the head of the EPA being an unelected bureaucrat, but that's why I don't really think this argument makes sense. And I think it's more of a, it sounds smart until you think about it and you're like, nope, those are just fancy words you're throwing out there. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit of magic, a little sleight of hand trying to like change the the narrative, right? So the fact that the head of the EPA is selected by the president of the United States, and when we are selecting that president, we have to think about what are they running for? What do they believe in? What are their priorities? So this is a perfect reminder that you should always, always, always vote in local, state, and of course, national elections. And another reminder that those in office can have a big impact on climate change efforts, whether that means going forward, which we want to improve, uh, or staying where we're at and having the status quo. Mm -hmm. The Biden EPA, environmentalists and public health advocates see this whole case as an attempt to restrict the federal government's ability to limit pollution through industry. Many utility companies have actually sided with the EPA so far because when people or groups try to sue utilities for damages from climate change, the companies have been able to defend themselves by saying, it's not us, it's the EPA that's regulating the greenhouse gases. If the EPA loses this ability to dictate how much greenhouse gas can be emitted under the Clean Air Act, then utilities could see more and more lawsuits coming their way. Yeah, which is not the most environmentally friendly reasoning to back the EPA, but hey, we'll take it. Greg Store and Jennifer A. Deloey of Bloomberg Green say the result could be weakened environmental regulations, reduced consumer safety and anti-fraud protections, and less flexibility for presidents to address future pandemics and other crises. With Congress all but paralyzed amid partisan discord, supporters of administrative agencies say they are the government's only tool for addressing the nation's biggest problems. So basically what this comes down to is the case is about the environment right now, but it has huge implications on other agencies too. If the EPA can't do something because of this reasoning, then the Food and Drug Administration, for example, might be next to have something restricted because 
they have unelected bureaucrats leading the FDA. And that's why James W. Coleman, a law professor from Southern Methodist University, says, quote, people who aren't all that interested in environmental issues, people who are concerned about vaccine mandates or other issues of the administrative state are laser focused on this case. He added, quote, these are huge questions for the entire administrative state, not just for environmental law, even though the climate questions themselves are big blockbuster ones. Yeah, it's a really interesting dilemma. And obviously, I'm rooting for the Environmental Protection Agency to be allowed to protect the environment here. But we will see what happens. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what this case actually looks like as it moves in front of the Supreme Court. The Biden administration says the case should be dismissed because there's no federal regulation of power plants on the books right now, which is why Giselle mentioned earlier, this case is unprecedented. New York University law professor and environmental law expert Ricky Revez says, whatever this court does will involve speculation and courts don't normally give advisory opinions. That's not what courts do. So this is a really interesting case, as we've mentioned, because just for people who aren't as aware of the Supreme Court process, it's usually a law or a bill or something is signed and put into place. That is then brought to court because someone will say, I don't think that law is constitutional. So it'll go to the local circuit courts. The local circuit courts make a decision and that will get appealed and go to a higher district court and that'll get appealed and go to a state Supreme Court and that'll get appealed until finally it works its way up the chain and is sitting in front of the nine U.S. Supreme Court justices. Normally, like we said, that happens for something that was signed into law. This right here involves, well, I don't know if the EPA should have the power to do that. So we're going to take them to court. And, and that's the difference. That's the nuance here. So hopefully that explanation kind of drove things home. But if not, check your show notes and read about people smarter than me breaking it down. <laughs> it's also worth adding that the Supreme Court found the EPA does have the authority to regulate greenhouse gas emissions in two separate rulings. And one of them was unanimous. You can check them out by searching for Massachusetts versus EPA and the American Electric Power Company versus Connecticut. All right. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we will be back for our regularly scheduled programming tomorrow morning.